Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, we have Stephen Anamakal from... Mahadao. And we're going to be talking about staking, why staking hasn't worked in the past, and what changes can be made to staking that will be more beneficial to holders and how to accomplish that. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of Web3 and NFTs together. Yeah, I love seeing, you know, the innovation in this space. I mean, recently we saw Manchester United, the football soccer team, they're jumping into Web3. They've released an NFT collection. You know, it's interesting because they are finding a way to not only monetize their fans, but also keep them engaged and, and give them something back, have them benefit. And the best part of all is their NFT is extremely affordable. You get constant airdrops whenever Manchester wins a game. There's highlights and the score. And it's kind of like a like record of, of your favorite team. There's also AMAs with current and former players. They're doing digital and real life giveaways, including tickets and memorabilia. Like that is the basis of Web3 and NFTs, doing something like that. Finding a way for it to be practical, clear benefits to the holders that they know that they're going to get and that's going to keep them active and engaged. If you can find that and you can figure out how to do that, you can win in Web3 and NFTs. Who I have this week is Steven Anamakal from MahaDAO. How you doing today, Steven? All good, all good. Nice to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you for sure. We haven't done an episode on staking yet, so I'm excited to get into it. You want to give the listeners a quick introduction? So great to meet you guys. My name is Steven. I'm the creator of Mahadao. Uh, what Mahadao is, is basically we're a DeFi project, just getting our toes stepped into the NFT space. What we're doing differently is we're launching the very first staking PFPs, which is basically a PFP collection, but is backed by a token. So it's a really exciting, new, innovative uh, way of looking at PFPs or NFTs with real utility. Myself, I'm a computer scientist, a mathematician. I have been working in crypto for close to six years, six, seven years now. In 2020, we launched Mahadao, which was a DeFi project that's trying to build a new uh, stablecoin. And it's been nearly two years since we have kind of grown from that journey. What makes... Mahadao different from you know the rest of the NFT collections that have a staking. So it's really an interesting moment in NFT space where you know we're we're starting to see a lot of NFTs come with utility, and I think this is a very big topic of debate, which is what's the point of NFTs if uh, they're just JPEG uh, with special access, right? What other utility can you give to an NFT collection? So typically, a lot of Projects like even the Board APIs Club, you know, they have a staking program where you stake your uh, NFTs and you get tokens like ApeCoin or whatever. What we have done differently is we have, you know, done it the other way around. So when you stake a token, you get an NFT representing your stake. 
And that's the main difference is that basically the NFT collection Mahadao is launching called People of Eden, it's essentially created or minted by staking your tokens to sort of mint an NFT. So the token we are staking here is called the Maha token. And by staking 100 tokens, you get an NFT. Now, it's really interesting because, you know, the more tokens you kind of stake, the more rarer your NFT becomes. And that's the first mechanic we are gamifying with having tokens staked. Yeah, that's a definitely an interesting concept for sure. You know, the NFT space, you know, in the beginning, there was a lot happening and people were making money and then it became oversaturated. And then, you know, a lot of those exchanges went under, you know, FTX, Voyager, and we've kind of hit a little bit of a bear market, but we're, we're sort of coming out of it. But as far as NFTs go, I think, you know, there's always going to be a place for art and certain collectibles with artists and, you know, one-in-ones and stuff like that. Of course, there's always going to be collecting going on. But NFTs definitely need something tangible, something practical, and something that clearly benefits the consumer and the collectors of it. As far as like the staking itself, in the past, I have found that people get involved with a project, they start staking their NFT, and then the rewards aren't enough to keep them engaged. You know, I've seen certain projects where like accumulate a few dollars a month and then they just kind of move on. Could you explain what makes Maha Dao different and the whole revenue process? It's interesting. So we as a project is one of the few projects that is revenue generating and at this stage of sort of scaling up, it's using the Maha token to incentivize and grow everything. So obviously a better token price for Maha would sort of scale everything up. You know, more people jump into the ecosystem, more revenue is created and so on and so forth, right? Now, how do you kind of do that? The more tokens that is staked, the more tokens that are out of circulation, better price action we see from that. And, and that translates to more fees and more revenue for the entire project. This revenue and fees kind of go back to the stakers. As more tokens get staked, more NFTs get created. And as tokens get staked, they generate revenue because the community and the ecosystem get stimulated. Uh, and that revenue, again, goes back to the stakers, right? We have a, a basically a feedback loop, a positive feedback loop that kind of adds more value to the ecosystem. And you're right, you know, we need to figure out utility for these NFTs besides what are the whatever JPEGs they have so far. And I think what we have seen is that NFTs are are a fantastic way to, you know, really create a brand, create a community, right, that can actually scale. I definitely think this is interesting because really, essentially, it's about, you know, the token, the coin Mm. and the governance of it. You know, the more that you stake, get an NFT in return, but the more that gets staked, the rarer that NFT becomes. I I do think that's an interesting concept for sure. Yeah, there's a, there's a really interesting tokenomics. We like to think of this as an experiment, really. But what the fundamental thesis is that as more tokens get staked, there's going to be a tipping point where, you know, there's not so many tokens out there anymore in the market. And that's going to create a, a floor in terms of the price of these NFTs or these tokens as well. If we're able to successfully create the demand for these NFTs, then I think you know, the entire ecosystem would get highly, highly stimulated, right? So let's see how it plays out. It, it is a it is a gigantic experiment that we're trying out here. 
But I think it's good to experiment and try out different things for the space. If it works, then possibly we might see other people copy this model and use it for themselves. We really don't know what to expect, but you know, fingers crossed and hope to be optimistic. As far as staking goes, what, in your opinion, has projects and just the space as a whole got it wrong when it comes to staking? Yeah, so a lot of projects get staking really, really wrong, right? The biggest one is the fact that you just keep your tokens in. You you stake your tokens and you get rewards, which majority of the people just sell off. What we have done differently is that we have created this model of staking, which is an inspiration from some of the best protocols in crypto right now. So our model of staking comes from Curve Finance, which is, if you look at it, it's one of the best DeFi protocols with the most token stake. It's created a sustainable model for having a token, having an ecosystem that is revenue generating and, and having a good staking mechanism. So what we've done is basically our staking model is that you can come in, you can stake any amount of tokens. The minimum is two weeks that you can lock your tokens for. The maximum is four years. Now, four years in crypto feels like a lifetime uh, to many people, but basically a lot of people do stake for four years because they see extra benefits and value add that they get from you know having more uh, tokens stake for longer, more voting power, more uh, a rarer PFPs and things like that, right? So that's where we have done staking differently. We have you know thought of trying to make staking as flexible as possible for people. It's a really interesting experiment. It is definitely new. And I think, you know, we, if you want to say in, in a single sentence, like we just want to make staking more fun. You know, I love the decentralized aspect of it, too. I mean, Curve is definitely decentralized DeFi exchange. It's much better getting away from the CFI and the centralized exchanges. As far as the staking goes, what else in the future can holders and people who are you know staking c do you guys have anything like in the works or anything you know you're thinking of doing one of the things that the nft communities have seen so far so if you're a holder of an nft the, the question is what next right and a lot of nft communities have done things like you know created games metaverses uh launched for the drops and things like that and they're given back to uh their community members right so we ourselves uh, have done similar things for our stakers. And the NFT PFPs that we're launching pretty soon is an example of that. And we're excited to sort of see uh, and interact with some of the kind of engagement that the NFT community brings on board with these new products that we will soon launch, right? And, you know, it's not just the holders, but also the space as a whole, right? So what we are trying to do is create these you know, staking PFPs and kind of build tools to, you know, create more engagement with these staking PFPs. But also we want to, you know, contribute and give back to not just our holders, but to the entire NFT space as well. So depending on how this launch goes and how the people react to these PFPs, if the response is optimistic, then we would plan to open source and give away a lot of the stuff that we've done for our community to other communities as well, so that their holders can also benefit from uh, what we do as well. Yeah, so I guess, could you go into a little bit more of how you're going to incorporate other communities? I think that's pretty interesting. This is a very innovative model. It could start a new meta, staking PFPs, right, or DeFi PFPs, whatever you want to call it. But this entire idea that a DeFi project uh, use NFTs, right, to not just grow the community, but also get more tokens staked, 
and have a bigger brand is a very exciting thing. So I think what will happen is if uh, the experiments we do, if you know, if it does work out, then we will possibly see other collections or other projects sort of follow a similar route. We could see token existing token projects also create staking PFPs themselves and have a way for their community to associate with the brand. We might see NFT projects launch tokens and then have them be staked as NFTs uh, as maybe a second drop or whatever it is. But also, uh, there are a lot of things that we uh, as a project are working on that help you know grow our community and increase engagement. Now, one of it, for example, is a loyalty platform called Gifts of Eden to help us as a project grow our you know the loyalty amongst our holders and followers. Uh, like that, there are a lot of things that we're doing differently and innovatively. And if they're if they do work out, we open source it so that other people, other projects can sort of you know take a chip of it as well. I love getting into, you know, innovative stuff here. Like this is definitely a different route to staking that I've mm. seen in the space and that I've heard of and getting it out there, like you said, to where, you know, maybe it catches on and other people adapt this and hopefully it works for the users. That would, I mean, that is the main thing, not only for the users themselves, but for the projects, you know, if a user can benefit and the benefits are clear and they're constant, then you get more engagement and you get sustainability. And I think that is where a lot of NFT projects and just projects alone in Web3 have, you know, a huge problem is the benefits aren't clear, the benefits aren't constant, so they lose engagement and people move on like the innovation here I, I definitely wish you the best of luck for sure last question here speaking of like web3 and crypto and DeFi, what was the main reason that brought you into this space where you made it you know your goal to create a project go full throttle into web3 what crypto can do is that it gives power to tell your old kid right who knows how to code as much as it would to a big bang you know and that's the beauty of crypto is that good code and and good technology you can actually do something that could change the world now the interesting thing nfts have fantastic communities they're really really strong they're very loyal the brand and the project and their holders they love experiences they love chatting on on their discord and getting extra drops and things like that which is a different taste to what crypto has been all about which has been you know, a greedy market filled with scams, filled with, you know, um, bad taste in, uh, in the worst kinds of investors, right? Is it, it's a very refreshing environment than what the tokens have been in, in, in the last couple of years. I think the main reason is the ability to do a, a mass, leave a massive impact, specifically with NFTs, then it could become a playbook for other token projects to do the same. Anyone in the world from anywhere can get involved. There's less barriers, but also it gives individuals more power, more freedom, the ability to contribute and offer feedback and even revenue share. But it also gives you that sense of ownership and the ability to transfer ownership. I mean, that is kind of the basis of Web3 and decentralization. So, Stephen, I want to thank you so much for coming on NFT and Chill. I've really enjoyed this chat. Yeah, thank you for having me. Where can the people find you and Mahado? 
very simple. So you can go on to our Twitter. That's where I'm most active. So twitter.com. And Mahadao is also on Twitter. And the collection we're launching is called The People of Eden. So yeah, do join us in this journey. It's an incredible experiment that we're trying to do. We will be looking at this a year from now and, you know, either cursing it to hell or, you know, rejoicing in its success. But yeah, thank you for having me and uh, excited to take this forward. Yeah, this was a true pleasure. Thank you so much, Stephen. This week's episode is brought to you by Maha Dow. I want to thank them so much for sponsoring this week's episode and making that possible. I also want to thank Stephen for coming on and discussing staking and kind of the ins and outs and getting into all of that. And of course, I want to thank each and every listener from all over the world. NFT and Chill is in over 100 countries for listening, subscribing, telling their friends, engaging with our posts on social media. All of that is incredibly important, and it's helped us get to the top 1.5% globally of all podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and helping make Web3 more diverse and having more diverse voices in media. So it's not just the same talking heads over and over. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss another episode. I'm the mayor and you've been listening to the NFT and Chill podcast. 